Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is 16 minutes away from 2 o'clock. You are listening to SENZ. Mark Watson with you. Right, it is now time to catch up with trainer Mark Purden. He joins us on the programme. Mark, good afternoon. Welcome. Hey, good afternoon. You're good. You're staying out of trouble? Yes, trying to, yeah. <laughs> yep. How How is the world of training? Do they sack the trainers if the horses lose like they do in football? <laughs> no, no, not, not quite as tough. Not quite as tough, Mark. <laughs> mm. Now, yeah. SENZ have a little bit of a, a interest in a race coming up tomorrow. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, it was the... Uh, the inaugural running last year, and we had a horse called Self Assured in the race, and uh, he duly obliged. He was uh, the stop was taken by SEN, and uh, and he duly obliged on the night. So this is the second running, and I think uh, Self Assured goes into the race, uh, and uh, I think he's the only only runner that contested last year's race that's in the race again this year. So uh, pretty exciting, and uh, won the lead up really well last week. So he's in the right place, and his training's been good this week. So pretty happy going into the race yeah okay over what distance 2200 meters okay so it's, it's solid eh yes yeah it's a solid race uh it's around around the cambridge oval and uh yeah last year it was a very true run race and a lot of speed on early and right right through the race i think they they might have gone a record actually to be honest mm. i've always been interested in this mark i have a lot to do with middle distance athletics um i'm always curious what sort of speed work does a racehorse do when they're training for 2200 meters how much base work do they do and what is the definition of base work well i, su- I suppose your base work really starts when they come in from a spell and and uh you know, our, our first main aim for the season is the New Zealand Cup, so the horses will come in about June, and they'll have three months of, uh, you know, six weeks jogging, and then, then we start to do the uh, the fast work, or the hobble days, we call them, and uh, further six weeks of that, and then they go on to trials. So from, from sort of uh, October on, uh, they generally are kept pretty fit, and um, they have a break after the, or our ones had a break after the New Zealand Cup, and then they get ready for this carnival up in Auckland, so... Self-assured's had another three runs under his belt since then. Um, and, um, yeah, he, he sort of peaked at the right time going into this race. And, that, you know, that's an art of, uh, you know, preparing them for these these big races is just having them right on the right day. So it's all about periodisation, no different to an athlete then? Yeah, probably no different. Uh, yeah. 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 When yeah. when you've got a horse racing regularly, and this is always a, a hard thing for a running coach, is that sometimes if you're not sure what to do, great Arthur Liddy said to me, Mark, if you're not sure what to do, jog because you'll always get an aerobic benefit. How much speed work do you do between races? Is it just a case of maintenance, or do you actually do some pretty solid workouts? Say if a race, if a horse is racing a week apart or two weeks apart. Yeah, well, it often depends, for me anyway, over the distance they're racing. I think if it's a short-distance race, like a mile or 1,700, you can afford to be probably kinder to them. But I think if you're going into a race like a, a New Zealand Cup or, or an Auckland Cup over two miles, you've, they've really got to be solid and fit and hard. So, uh, 
you know, if that was the case, I'd probably do more more longer work and uh, and have them as as fit as you could be. Whereas a sprint race, you can afford to have them on the fresher side. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fascinating science, isn't it? And then clearly, uh, in terms of the jockeys, is it do you pick a, a jockey based on their personality and the personality of the horse or the style of the jockey? Uh, well, in, in thoroughbred racing, that's probably the case, Mark. But uh, we in the old sulkies, racing, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of trainer drivers, or well, probably not so many as there used to be, but there used to be trainer drivers. But now, um, um, yeah, there's probably probably not as many. There's more. There's there's a few more freelance drivers and uh, a few more young young people like a, a Zach Butcher and uh, and and uh, a few other younger guys that are getting that opportunity now. What about the technology in the sulky and the wheels? I mean, has there been an evolution in that? I mean, we've seen a lot of shift in the way road bikes and racing bikes are set up. They've gone to a wire tyre, less air in them. Is there much science that goes into that? Uh, there probably has been, and I'd say probably the last sort of t- probably 10 years, I'd say, um, we've, we've bought carts out. They were we bought carts out called Spiders and uh, another another card I can't quite think of the name but everyone sort of once a few people had a little bit of success everyone wanted one and um, consequently uh, they, they came out from America initially now they're being made locally and, and in Australia and um, but but the aerodynamics of them has all changed from the sulky we, sulky we used to race in and uh, yeah it, it seems to it seems to have given our horses a lift of, as far as speed goes what makes a good driver Well, I think if you had to pick one thing, you'd say it's the ability to judge the speed of a race and the pace. Because I I, I do watch the harness racing, and it's almost like there just doesn't often appear to be the same room to get around or get outside horses when you've got, say, four or 500 metres left to run. And it just seems to me that, yeah, running on the inside, running on the rail... You know, they took, call it the pole line in track and field as, you know, it's clearly the least, least distance travelled, but it doesn't always seem to be necessarily the best thing tactically to do. Certainly not, and um, you, you tend to go to the marker line if, if perhaps you, you haven't got a favoured runner and you're going to need a little bit of luck and uh, the old saying, the, you know, it's the shortest way home. But, you know, if you've got a horse that's well back you probably want to be driving them a little more confidently because you, you, you certainly uh, it's not as easy just to mm. to make room like you see in thoroughbred racing if your horse is going well mm. enough. You've got a, a sulky to manoeuvre as well, and um, you know that gap from the horse's tail back to where the driver sits is uh, you know it, it's hard sometimes to to get racing room. Self assured, um, has it drawn a good starting gate or a good rolling start? Well, he's drawn the second line, but on paper it, it doesn't look too bad if the the ballot horse comes out. Um, he uh, he follows out a horse that's quick off the arm, so looking at it on paper, he he could get quite a nice run through. Now this is tomorrow night, or the, the race by Grins at Cambridge Raceway. What else is on the meet? What, what other um, races should people get excited about, or what are you looking forward to? Well, on the night, we've just got three runners, and they're all in that race, Mark. But uh, there's a race just, just before that, a big trotters race, and um, there's some nice nice trotters in that, I think. But uh, I, I haven't taken a, a look at uh, or 
a good look at the overall program, but uh, there's mm. eight races on the mm. card and the, the race for Grins goes uh, the last race on mm. the night at 10 to 9. You're feeling the pressure and expectation of the entire SENZ community and um, the fact that everybody's put their entire livelihood on this horse and it's therefore it's all your responsibility? <laughs> well, I carried it all last year and, <laughs> and he was good, but uh, t- t- tomorrow night uh, Natalie Rasmussen handles him and... Uh, and she's a, she's a great driver. Uh, so are, are you are you are you blaming Natalie if we don't win? That's what I'm sort of sensing here, Mark. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But uh, yeah, I've got, I've got to take the reins on a horse that I've got a share in uh, yeah. called Akuda, and uh, so uh, so Natalie will handle self assured, but. Uh, She'll she'll have a lot of support behind her. Hey, Mark, lovely to have you on the program. And look, I appreciate you answering my probably ridiculous questions, but I'm I'm sort of just always like to ask those questions. Maybe a lot of people not familiar with the sport are uh, probably wanting asked. Yeah, no, I hope it gives them some insight, Mark. So it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you, Mark Purden. There, looking forward to that one. So the race by Grins that is set to go. It is the last race of the meet visit cambridgeraceway.co.nz for details win your share of 100k with the race by grins um, and it is the cambridge raceway and just also want to mention too that if you do love racing check out loveracing.nz your home of thoroughbred racing the grand tour racing festival is coming to you as well so all things racing here on senz we'll take a break